0: Number two, Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Thanks a lot for hanging out. I appreciate it, letting me be a part of your day. And I hope you have great plans for the weekend, and it all goes well. Um, The the fact-checking industry has so besmirched itself, (laughs) and we have another example of it just within the last 24 hours. Glenn Kessler, fact-checker extraordinaire, coming out to carry the water and protect the precious... Uh governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, who also apparently is a doctor. Was not aware of that. Governor Abrams MD. Why? Well, Stacy Abrams had her Todd Aiken moment. You remember Todd Aiken? I the only time I ever referenced this guy is for precisely these moments. When Todd Aiken made a really stupid comment while running for U.S. Senate in Missouri. He's running against Claire McCaskill, and he was at some event or some interview or debate or something. I forget where, but he said, essentially, that if uh, a woman is raped, then she won't get pregnant because I think he said the body has a way of shutting that down, and so if it's a legitimate rape, she won't get pregnant. That's what he said. He was a Republican, and so every single Republican had to play D or D defend or disavow every single Republican had to account for had to respond to had to react to the statement that this idiot made so that's when that's why I referenced Todd Aiken in this context but the larger context or I should say maybe a related context is unchallenged ideas are easy to hold in in that, that's not the first time that guy ever thought that thought. It's not the first time that guy ever said that thing. It did not come across as a thought that just popped into his brain at that very moment. But this is the problem when you surround yourself with people who think like you, and then you end up in sort of this, you know, race to the most extreme position because you're trying to prove that, you know, oh well, you know, you're, you know, you're on board with uh, philosophy X, uh, and so too am I. I'm way on board with it. I'm X to the second power. No, okay, well, I'm X to the third power. You just keep trying to up X each other, right? So unchallenged ideas are easy to hold. That guy probably said that stuff inside of his circle of friends and and, uh, fellow uh, uh, Republicans and said that stuff, and people were like, hmm, yes, uh uh-huh, oh, I believe that. Oh, that sounds true. And also, if he was an elected representative before People tend to defer to them. Oh, they're so smart. They got, you know, they got elected to an office or something. So people just tend to defer to them. And oh, he said this thing, and isn't that smart? Oh, I sounds like might be true. He must have some insight. Stacy Abrams just had her Todd or yeah, Todd Aiken moment. But she's not gonna she's not gonna have to account for it. She's not going to, you know, have to answer for it, nor will any other Democrat. People are not gonna go stick microphones in Democrats' faces and ask them whether or not what she said is true, if they agree with it or not. What did she say? She said that there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. They were talking about the abortion debate. She was on stage, and there were other people on the stage with her. And uh, I watched the clip several times last night, and I watched the other people on the stage with her, and there were... Uh, one, two, three, I'm trying to remember now. There were four of them, I believe, that began nodding in agreement. And two of them did not give any expression, so I couldn't get a read on them. But the other people on the panel, when she started talking, immediately two of them started nodding, and then after she got to the end of her sentence, the other two nodded. They were like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. much like probably the people that Todd Akin used to say his stupid ideas to, much like they said, oh, yes, ah, I think that's right. So she's on stage and she's talking about abortion and she's talking about the uh the fetal heartbeat bills, right? And if you want to have a debate about the science and gestational periods and all of that, okay. But to me, the the heartbeat bill always made a bit of sense because it's logically consistent, right? If if you're going to say somebody dies because their heart stops beating, and that's when you you say, "Oh, you know, heart stops beating, and everybody dies, by the way, from the same thing. You know that, right? They, everyone dies from a lack of oxygen to the brain. You don't get any more blood to the brain, there's no oxygen getting up there, you die, right? So in the blood, when the heart stops, no more blood to the brain, you die. So if you're going to mark the end of life as the, you know, when the heart stops beating, then you could also say, hey, the beginning of life is when the heart starts beating, Okay, now, admittedly, it's a little difficult to determine because the baby's heart is developing and it's not fully grown and all of that. So it's it doesn't have all of the valves and such. So now we're getting to this argument that apparently media is very interested in having just today. I'm not sure if they're going to be interested in having it, you know, uh, in perpetuity. But right now, this is the argument that media and Democrats, but I repeat myself, need to have that cardiac activity as, measure, as a measured by the ultrasounds, right, that that is not a heartbeat. A heartbeat is when there are valves opening and closing. That's what determines a heartbeat. And that occurs at eight weeks, not six weeks. I'm not kidding. This is what they're arguing today because Stacey Abrams said something pretty stupid. She said, there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It's cardiac activity, by the way, but she's saying it's not a heartbeat. She says that the fetal heartbeat is a essentially a plot to, quote, take control of a woman's body. This is, this is the patriarchal argument. So all of us dudes, we apparently came up with this idea of the fetal heartbeat as measured by the technology, so I guess they went about creating the ultrasound technology in order to advance the patriarchy. Okay? So, like, in order to... Right, I... And, look, I fully acknowledge I did not get to go through initiation into the patriarchy. I missed that day or week or whenever it was. I have not received a handbook. I have... uh, I didn't get sworn in. I didn't get initiated. I don't know what the rules are on the patriarchy. Okay? So, I'm just kind of flying blind. I'm just spitballing here. But from what I understand, Stacey Abrams, who as governor and a doctor, she apparently does know about what the patriarchy says about this stuff. So they created this technology in order to measure the fetal heartbeat or the cardiac activity so as to control women's bodies. Okay, that's the reason for the technology to exist. It's to control women's bodies. So now we are being treated to a redefinition of heartbeat. I guess it's a transbeat. It's a heartbeat that doesn't identify as a heartbeat, right? Glenn Kessler, the Washington Post's intrepid fact checker, he weighed in on this, saying, for what it's worth, fetal heartbeat is a misnomer. The ultrasound picks up electrical activity generated by an embryo. The so-called heartbeat sound you hear is created by the ultrasound. Not until 10 weeks can the opening and closing of cardiac valves be detected by a Doppler machine. Glenn Kessler threw this out there onto the Twitter machine. So uh, as Paula Ballyard writes at PJ Media, apparently a memo went out with the new pro-abortion talking point to justify abortions. That Dr. Stacey Abrams, MD, and Glenn Kessler wasted no time running to Twitter to shout the new abortion narrative. Slight problem. There are people in the medical field that actually do know something about this. I know Dr. Kessler and Dr. Abrams uh, might have a different opinion. And by the way, that's totally normal in the medical practice. That's why they call it the practice of medicine, not the perfect. Is that people disagree on some stuff. But here's a doctor. He's a radiologist, Pradeep J. Shanker. And he says ultrasound only detects density and motion. It cannot detect any electrical activity at all. This is a scientific fact. It is true that the valves in the heart develop later. However, the cardiac muscles that are located in the embryological heart are contracting. They are, in fact, moving inward and outward. And that is how you define a beat. In and out. In and out. Now, he said a fetal heartbeat is not the same as a fully developed adult heartbeat, but the cardiac tissue is contracting, which is literally what a beat is. To say otherwise is scientific misinformation and cannot be treated otherwise. He said you should probably delete your tweet and correct it with somebody who knows the science and actually understands what they're talking about and issue an apology because it's really a pathetic scientific document. I'm sure the fact checker will get right on that. All right, so the uh, the doctor that is the governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. Well, I guess she's like the the governor in exile. She's uh, she's like Trump, right? She won the she won the governorship, uh, but it was stolen from her, and so she ran around telling everybody that she's actually the governor and she had it stolen, whatever. But, but oh no, she doesn't. I mean, that's not she's not undermining democracy, people. See, because uh, it's different when Democrats do it. That's all. Say, so is it just a different standard there? They're allowed to deny election results. I don't understand, honestly, like seriously, I don't understand why this woman has been elevated to this position of I, I mean, I don't even worship. I don't even know what it is like this about her that make people fawn over her. She doesn't she doesn't strike me as particularly adept at these arguments. But she's had a panel discussion and she saying uh, she says that uh that uh, the, the fetal heartbeat, uh, the cardiac activity that is uh, found on the ultrasound, that that's not actually a heartbeat, uh, and it's just the patriarchy. It's just a machine. It's technology developed by men uh, in order to, uh, to keep women down or something, to, keep, uh, 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 to, to let men have control over women's bodies. Okay, so there is an essay over at Live Science, which opposes fetal heartbeat bills. So by the way, this is uh, there are a lot of people in the pro-life movement that object to these policies as well. They don't like the fetal heartbeat bill, okay? At six weeks of pregnancy, and, and the reason why, by the way, is because they say life begins at conception, okay? So there's a piece by Ed Morrissey at hotair.com, and he talks a little bit about this, uh, this difference, but he quotes live science. and live science opposes uh, the fetal heartbeat bills. Live Science says at six weeks of pregnancy, an ultrasound can detect a little flutter in the area that will become the future heart of the baby. This is from Dr. Seema Aftab, a medical director or the medical director of the Fetal Care Center at Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami. This flutter happens because the group of cells that will become the future pacemaker of the heart, so to speak, they gain the capacity to fire electrical signals which I thought was life, but whatever. The heart is far from fully formed at this stage. The beat is not audible. You can't hear it. If doctors put a stethoscope up to the woman's belly this early in the pregnancy, they're not going to hear a heartbeat. Okay, And it isn't until the eighth week of pregnancy that the baby's called a fetus. Prior to that, it's still considered an embryo, according to the Cleveland Clinic. It's been only in the last few decades that doctors have been able to detect this electrical uh, Signal, this flutter, and they can detect it at six weeks thanks to the use of more sophisticated ultrasound technologies. Now, Ed Morrissey says that nobody is claiming that this equates to viability, right? Or that the presence of the beat or the flutter or the cardiac activity or the electrical signals, no one's saying that that means the heart or anything else is fully formed. That's not an argument that anybody is making, okay? The argument behind the so called heartbeat bills is that the presence of that beat or flutter or whatever you want to call it, that shows a signal of human life. That's what the argument is about. It's not about whether it's a heartbeat or it's not a heartbeat. It's electrical signal or whatever. It's a signal of human life and human life should be protected once it is found. That's the idea. The idea is, oh, that's a human life. And so we're going to protect it because rights obtain rights attach at the sign of life. Morrissey says it's a scientific and observational marker that makes it clear that the embryo is far from an undifferentiated, quote, clump of cells. Remember that term we heard for so long? And that the clump of cells is indistinguishable from the mother. So abortion advocates would always make this argument that it's just a clump of cells and so, uh, cells and so it doesn't matter, right? Well, no, this is now a different, this is a different entity. The electrical flutter, the signals, right, that indicates life, and that's a marker, and that's a different person now. This is a big reason why some pro-life activists do not support heartbeat bills. The only scientific distinction worth making in human development is the point of conception when human life begins. Heartbeat bills and even the 15-week limits that Lindsey Graham proposed, these are concessions, These are compromised positions based on political realities, not principled positions on the protection of human life, right? So from the point of view for a lot of pro-lifers and from the actual biology involved, human life begins at conception, period, end of story. Most pro-life activists believe that is where it should be recognized and protected. That's a debate that occurs in the uh, pro-life camp. Are we going to get follow-up questions for Stacey Abrams, or are we going to get follow-up questions about, okay, if it's not the heartbeat, when does the heart start beating? And when you figure out when it does, does that represent an acceptable limitation for restrictions? If you want to say it starts at 10 weeks or 12 weeks, whatever, is that a limit? See, these are the follow-ups that an honest press would be asking. News Talk 1110 ninety nine three wbt Got a tweet from my friend Ray Cooper. I mean, that's his name, my friend Ray Cooper, on Twitter. Will ultrasound machine makers be able to sue Dr. Governor Abrams for accusing them of being in a vast right-wing conspiracy to control women? You know, like voting machine makers are suing Sidney Powell for accusing them of being in a left-wing conspiracy to rig the election? The accusations are pretty much on the same level. That's a great point, right? Ultrasound manufacturers, you need to you need to file a suit against Stacey Abrams for defamation. Because now, what are you going to have clinics that are like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to advance patriarchy. I'm not going to be part of the system for the man trying to control women's bodies. I'm I'm going to not use ultrasounds. By the way, the, um, what was it, Planned Parenthood, they had to go back and scrub their website. They went back and changed their website because their website walked through the various uh, benchmarks, you know, for the gestational period saying, you know, at this phase, you know, the baby's this size and it has, well, I'm sorry, they, they don't say baby, that's my bad. Okay, they don't say that. But they, you know, like this is the developmental phases. You've seen these before. Like every every couple that's ever had a kid that monitors, you know, the progress of the uh, the pregnancy, they know these benchmarks, right? They they look them up and you want to know your kid is developing at a good at the good and normal rates and stuff and so there are these benchmarks and one of them is you can, at 6 weeks you can start detecting quote the heartbeat. That's what the ultrasound is for and people are like, "Oh my gosh, that's a heartbeat." And it becomes real right and it's like this is a this is a, a person and All of that. So this is what was on Planned Parenthood's website. They scrubbed it. Because the memo has gone out now. No longer can you have that information because it might undermine Stacey Abrams. (laughs) It might might prompt. Here's a tweet. I want Ms. Abrams' uh, film and speech marked by Twitter with a label since her remarks are misinformation. That is not true and should be disregarded. Come on, Twitter. Do your job. That is a tweet from uh, my dad. Oh, <laughs> it is. He's on. He's on Twitter. Uh, he's got a following too. It's <laughs> anyway. Uh, Glenn Kessler. Not only is he carrying the water for Stacey Abrams on her uh, her statement about the fetal heartbeat, he also did a big fact check. Headline: The GOP claim that Democrats support abortion up to moment of birth. We dug into the data. The reality is that abortions past the point of viability are extremely rare. Well, but wait a minute—that's a—that's a different thing. These are two different concepts, right? I'm sorry—is the GOP saying that uh, post viability abortions are common? Is that what is that what they're saying? They're not—I'm not aware of them saying that. And I mean, not for nothing—I do follow. This stuff pretty closely, I think, not aware of Republicans making the argument that the that the late term abortions are, are common and they're happening all over the place. And that's a majority of them or anything. I've not heard anybody make those arguments. I've heard them make the arguments that Democrats are OK with no limits on abortion, which would mean up to the point of birth. But just like we heard from the two candidates that I had in last week, a week ago today. Right. They're not Democrats, although one of them used to be. Um, right woman's a libertarian one's a green party guy and they both said abortion up to the point of birth and in fact the green candidate said until you cut the umbilical cord so you can fully deliver the child and then kill it and because the, it doesn't have any human rights it has no rights until it's cut from the uh, the mother uh, uh the umbilical cord is cut so you could ostensibly do anything you wanted to that life form. I don't even know if you can, can you call it a life form under this thinking? I don't even know, right? But you could You could murder that entity. You could destroy it without any repercussions, legally speaking. Because it's not life and it's not, it, it doesn't have rights. That's their standard. See, that's all I'm asking. I, I want to know what, Your standard is. I want to know when the rights obtain, when they attach. It's a very simple question. If you believe that you should be able to have abortions all the way through birth, then me saying that you think that to be the case is not a lie, and a fact check should come out in my favor, right? So these accusations, he says, are emblematic of a frequent Republican attack on Democrats who support abortion rights. The line provides a vivid image that a baby could be aborted literally as a mother is about to give birth. Yeah, in fact, actually, it, uh, you, could, you could partially birth the child and then abort it. Those are called partial birth abortions, but you guys don't like that term either because it describes what's actually occurring, right? Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniels uh, this week uh, even coined a new phrase, due date abortion. Due date abortion. Representative Val Demings who is challenging Marco Rubio and Senator Mark Kelly, uh, say such attacks mischaracterize their positions because they do not support late-term abortions and accept limits on the procedure. Oh, okay. So Democrats do accept some limits, some restrictions, dare I call them bans, on certain abortions? What would those be? Oh, we don't know. But Republicans say, no, the allegations are accurate because the candidates voted on a bill called the Women's Health Protection Act, a bill that would have restored the right to abortion enshrined in Roe v. Wade. The legislation includes exceptions for the health of the mother, which Republicans describe as a loophole that puts no limit on when an abortion can take place. Because that is what happens, by the way. That is what happens. And even Kessler acknowledges this. When uh, he goes over later on, it's a very lengthy fact check, but later on he goes over Lindsey Graham's proposed bill, uh, which would ban abortions nationwide after 15 weeks of pregnancy, and he says, look, this would end late-term abortions, and he argued that a standard, uh, this standard would put the U.S. on a par with Europe. But Glenn Kessler points out, look, Germany has a 12-week limit on abortion on request, but the law in reality permits abortions. As late as 22 weeks after conception, a woman can seek an abortion that late when, after counseling, she determines an abortion would avert, quote, grave impairment to the pregnant woman's physical or mental health. See, there's the that's the exception. These are the broad exceptions. Right. So when you're arguing that Democrats support abortion up until the point of birth. And they say, no, we don't. We're opposed to that. But we want to make sure that there are exceptions that allow for abortion up until the point of birth. Are you really opposed to abortions up until the point of birth? If you want to make sure that, oh, I could, oh just my mental health would suffer if I have to carry the baby to term, so I need the abortion right before I give birth, the due date abortion, right? That, it, that exemption is carved out for you. It, it, it permits that thing to occur. And if you're advocating for that exemption, then... You're advocating for that to occur, are you not? You're, you're, you're saying that that should be allowable. That all I have to do is say my mental health would deteriorate. I would suffer mental health uh, problems or, or, or challenges. And so I, 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 I get the abortion. If you're advocating for that exemption to exist, then I don't see any daylight between that and the, the ramification of the exemption. But Glenn Kessler does, because Democrat. (laughs) There you go. By the way... In Glenn Kessler, the Washington Post, in his very, very lengthy, quote unquote, fact check, where he says, oh, the Republicans are claiming that Democrats support abortion up to the moment of birth. But if you dig into the data, the reality is abortions past the point of viability are extremely rare. Right. So he's fact checking something that Republicans didn't say. It's a sleight of hand. It's a trick. It's dishonest. Right. But even he acknowledges citing data from the gutmacher institute which is a you know abortion rights group even they acknowledge that there are about just by the data and extrapolating out to get an estimate be about 10,000 late term abortions a year 10,000 so even his own fact check i mean now you could say that that's extremely rare I would submit that 10,000 a year is not extremely rare. You could say it's a small percentage of the total number of abortions, and that would be true, because there's like, what, 600,000 a year or something like that? So it's a small amount of the total, yes, but it doesn't make it rare. 10,000, I would submit, is not rare. For example, by comparison, how many people do police kill every year? How about how many unarmed Black people are killed by cops every year, right? We were told that was an epidemic worthy of burning cities down. And in 2019, right before we started seeing all the cities burn, you know how many there were that, that epidemic, this, this you know really common thing that's happening all over the place? Well, there had to have been at least 10,000 of them, right? Of, of course because 10,000 late term abortions is rare, so how many it was, it was 19. Not 19,000, just 19. One nine. See, it's it's almost as if it's almost as if the argument is simply made to advance some particular point of view. <laughs> it's almost like that's the case, that the fact checkers uh, try to find all sorts of ways to justify positions when it benefits a particular agenda. Oh, and speaking of the the whole defund the police and soft on crime stuff uh we were told that uh, you know oh this is just you know messaging from the republicans it's just not true and all of that uh this story from axios.com by uh, apparently three different people it took to write this piece um Lachlan Markey, Andrew Solander and Josh Crusher, Craushar I think is how he pronounces that anyway Democrats are pouring millions into a last-minute effort to neutralize their vulnerabilities on crime, an issue they admit has driven a flood of effective Republican attacks in key contests. And what do I always say? Elections are about what media make them, which is why they want to keep talking about the abortion topic, because they think it, it is a winner for Democrats. That's why it's the focus on all of this stuff is so many stories about, uh, you know, Uh, Women's reproductive health care and access to abortion, all that. There are all these stories about that, and not so much about all the crime. The dynamic comes after a summer in which GOP attacks on inflation lost some potency and Democrats harnessed a ripple of much needed momentum from pro abortion rights sentiment. Okay? That's why it matters. This is Axios. They're all about the explanatory journalism, which means. Uh, that they just give you like one sentence or something and they explain it to you. This is like driving the news. Why it matters. What's happening. Zoom out. They give you these little bullet points and then give you a sentence. So we're going to tell you what to think about the news. We're going to explain it to you. Driving the news. After months of wrangling with progressives... The House on Thursday passed four policing bills, including grants for small local police departments to help with recruitment and training and legislation to fund technology to help close unsolved cases. Now, there is a reason why this has been a potent attack by Republicans. It's because Democrats allowed their party to be dragged to the left on this topic. That's why it works that's why it's a potent attack it's because it's true right democrats got soft on crime because that's what their activist base demanded of them and they got dragged over there because they didn't want to fight back they didn't want to say no look you cannot count on moderate or conservative democrats to fight back against the activist base you just can't look at the the wokeism stuff they're not going to do it if they think that there's a political advantage that's going to keep them in power, they're going to go along with it. this again, unchallenged ideas are easy to hold If every cocktail party you attend is attended by people of your own political philosophy, everybody's going to keep dragging themselves further and further to the left because the people that are you know most vocal in the uh in the party they're the ones that are going to inspire. Uh, People to turn out in the primaries, and you're going to have to placate them. Same dynamic happens in the Republican Party. They've been leaning into the crime issue. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has been working with candidates this year to neutralize those sorts of attacks. How? By holding press conferences surrounded by law enforcement officers, just like Sherry Beasley did a couple of weeks ago.